Welcome to the Lead Your Life series, where we share real-life experiences of how personal struggles and seeming setbacks were turned into phenomenal stories of hope and grace. Hello, my name is Peace Itimi. I'm a digital marketer, um, a public speaker and a writer. Um, growing up, I, I don't feel like I really had a fun childhood like a lot of people. Um, I didn't get to watch so many cartoons like people did. And so until now, I really hate animation and everything cartoon because it's kind of like play. <laughs> um, my dad was never really around. Um, I grew up in a polygamous home, so he had kind of like another family so it was just me my mom and my brother um and, and my mom was always busy trying to work very hard so she could you know provide for me and my brother and she did she made sure we never lacked anything and i don't think we lacked anything i mean my mom is like a rock star she's still a superstar um but i, but I think not having a dad around affected me psychologically and emotionally um it also made me very angry. So at a point in my life, I was a very angry child. There were a couple of other things that happened and I felt that if my dad was around, um, probably they would not have happened. So if mom was busy, probably dad would be around. Or if dad was busy, mom would be around. Or just having only one side, um, just felt like an imbalance. I was angry. And um, I practically did not really like my brother. We were always fighting. <laughs> Um, and again, I kind of blamed it on my dad because um, I felt like he had to be a man too fast. So he didn't really have anybody around to really look up to and say, okay, this is the kind of man I want to be. And so when he says one thing and I say two, I say one and he says two, he says, he's my older brother. And next thing we're always fighting. Um, I, just, I just felt like we were both not psychologically great because there was like really nobody around so i was really angry i was really angry um i was angry on my dad of course i was angry at my brother for a very long time in my life too because we used to fight a lot a lot like we practically could not stand each other we fought over everything quarreled over basically everything so I didn't really like him. I mean, he, he's just six years older, so he goes to school and comes back. And you know, it seems to be happy your brother's coming and I will just be pissed and hissing because he's coming and as we throughout all the holiday, we'll just be fighting. So it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty terrible. We really didn't have a relationship. There was no elder sister or older brother I could really talk to about stuff. And yeah, at the point where I started getting angry, I think the anger started shifting towards my mom too. I was just basically a very, very angry child. I was very depressed too. There were a couple of times where I thought about committing suicide. But I think what stopped me was the fear of a knife. I always I remember taking a knife about two times. But then I just realized that when I caught myself, the caught too hot <laughs> and I was still blood. It just made me kiss and drop it. I also thought about running away from my house a lot. Because uh, when she shout, wash pizza, and this, I'm like, this is me alone, and all that stuff. I just really wasn't really happy as a child. So, um, 
yeah um so yeah i think so for a very long time i i just really wanted to get myself into the university so i never had to come back home and i remember telling one of my friends in secondary school the first person i could ever talk to that um if i go to school i'll probably never come home for holiday so i'll just be in school so nobody will just stop me and stuff i was yeah i was really that angry um so yeah it, it made me write a lot so as a child I, I kept a diary where i wrote about everything that i was everything that made me sad um but anyway so aside that um all i wanted to do when i grew up was to be a medical doctor right I just wanted to grow up and you know take care of kids. I particularly wanted to particularly wanted to be a pediatrician. And that was because of this doctor I met one time, Dr. Gani. <laughs> I didn't used to eat as a child. I still don't eat. Everybody that knows my complaints that I don't eat. But Dr. Gani, I was sick, so my mom took me to the hospital. And so my mom was complaining of she still doesn't eat and blah blah blah. And Dr. Gani was like, but she definitely likes something. And my mom says junk, conflicts, and good mom. And he was like, give it to her. I mean, she's a kid. Give her all the mix she wants. Give her. And I was like, damn. He made me smile genuinely. made me really happy. So I told myself I was going to be like Dr. Gani and take care of kids, make them well, make them healthy, but also make them smile like Dr. Gani did. So I really wanted to be a medical doctor. But then jam came, and I would jam past would pursue me okay I jam and then i was supposed to go to university of benin but uniben did not um have they were not accredited for medicine that year so the next option was to for delta state university i mean and i'm, I'm from delta state so as an indigent it just felt like okay you'll be able to get it faster than for uniben my dad was the staff so it was like okay why don't you go to this other place so when jam result came out i switched my first choice of institution from University of Benin to Doctor State University as first choice. So I went to Postu ME and I scored I think 55 or something. But um post medicine color was like I think 58. So of course I didn't get it. What I got instead I was giving them medical biochemistry. But I, I didn't really mind. Um because I knew that because one of my um mom's friend was like um, if you get into medical biochemistry, as far as you're in basic medical faculty, you could transfer to medicine into 100 level. Just make sure you get the 3.5 GPA. And so I was like, okay, perfect. So I walked my ass off, excuse my language, um, 100 level. And um, got like a 4.2 or something like that. CGPA in 100 level, so the aim was, yeah, I killed it. I'll transfer. The aim was, throughout my 100 level, I didn't see myself as a medical biochemistry student. I saw myself as a medicine student because all science students, we used to have the same class in convocation hall, so same subject. So there's really no difference at that point, and I knew that I was going to transfer. I knew I was really hard enough to transfer. Okay, so um, I came and then I went and collect the transfer form. I think I haven't collected it on Bottle, but I'm going to submit and Last lecture, I was told that there was no more space in medical school. And that was when it hit me that you're not studying medicine, you're studying medical biochemistry. You're not going to be a doctor, you're going to be a medical biochemist. It was really sad. It was 
very 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 sad like it hit me really bad that i was depressed for a whole semester like i was really imagine adding anger that i've had which i still had by that time to depression so depressed that i didn't read i didn't attend classes for first semester i go to class and after like two hours i'll just get bored and go back to the first store and that semester was a mess and it was so bad that about a week to when exams came was when it hit me that babe you're probably gonna fail i mean you've not read you don't have any material so i cried went to my pastor in church they didn't pray for me i'm probably gonna fail started reading <laughs> well, of course i didn't get ease i mean it was just a week to finish how many curses um which i was not really interested in so I had a 2.3 that semester. It was the glory of God that I did not feel any curse. I mean, I still don't know how it happened that I didn't feel any curse. But I didn't get any caravans, never had any caravans in school. But that particular 200 level first semester, I went for a, from a 4.2 in 100 level to a 2.3 in 200 level first second, first second, 200 level first semester. Not because I wasn't smart enough, but just because I was depressed. I couldn't read. It was hard. But in but during that period when I was depressed, um, I started writing again. I stopped writing for a while. But then I started writing. That was when I found my first blog, gypsysysthewordpress.com. So I began to write. And then I remember that there was a time my friend, Yuju, took me to an Salat show, made me a dish and I was speaking. I mean, when she always asked me what you want to be, I always told her doctor. She said, okay, what if that doesn't pull you? I always told her, there's nothing else I can be. I can't have a bright future without being a medical doctor. And she still shook her head. Then I remember one we for that event. And in addition, I started with the redemption song that says, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our mind. It was like cold water was poured on me, but it sank. And that was the day I came out and I said, wow, it doesn't matter what I study in school. At the end of the day, what matters is what I do with myself. I mean, me's talk that day emancipated me from mental slavery. And so even though it was months after or weeks after that the whole transfer thing happened, at one point when I went deep, I, I, he, he came back to my mind. I never forget it. I never forget that it was communication. I can never forget where we were sitting. I can for, I can almost not forget what he was wearing. So somehow it kept coming to my mind. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves will free our mind. And so when I was able to drag myself off in that few weeks, few days to exam, I remember what he had said. I said, okay. Just do it and finish up. You can always go back to school, you're young. You're supposed to graduate in 19, right? You can always go back to school, you're young. And study the medicine you want. Just come and get good results and stuff. Um, so yeah, that was how my cobalt chemistry was. But then, when I started writing, I started blogging. And then for blogging, I started writing a lot. Then a friend in school came in. An old friend that we attended the same church together was reading my blog. So we met at an event in Benin. Um, it was still a new addition as event, the meeting point. I mean, new addition became like my superhero. 
since the meeting point was held in Benin, Pat told me and some other people were speakers. So he, he came, he saw me, his name is Paul, and he was like, hey, hey, it's me. I read your blog, it's awesome, blah, blah, blah. Come and meet my friend Alex. Alex is Google Student Ambassador. I'm like, huh, what's that? So she just told me, and Alex said, you're really cool. GSA would fit you. And so he made me apply, or promised that he'd send me the link to apply when he came out next year. And then, blah, blah, he came and he became a Google Ambassador and found a new career path, <laughs> which is digital marketing. Now for me, what led me there was the fact that I started blogging. Um, I think blogging made me realize I could play around with websites and play around with WordPress and see how I could customize Blogger and use different tips. And I would start trying to learn programming, right? Blogging kind of like exposed me into the tech world. And of course, I stumbled on it because I was depressed. Okay, and then I started writing on my book. The one day I was on Twitter and then I saw a friend who said she had a blog. I'm like, huh, what's this? What is a blog? Then I went to it and I saw that I saw on her underneath the blog on the footer, I created a WordPress blog and I created one and that was it. And so at that point, I was blogging with the Nokia C4. Right? I didn't really know what I was doing. Then I met my friend, then my friend had your word laptop. I had to start begging her, let me open this thing on your laptop and see how it looks. It, I mean, it just really, just really went from there. Uh, and so when tech, when tech came, medicine started seeming like Oh my god, probably wasn't it at the end of the day. It started seeming like God had a plan, right? Because um, if I studied medicine, I probably would have never fallen into blogging or tech. And I most likely would have not been doing what I'm doing today, which I totally love with all my heart and mind and soul. Um, so yeah, but it, it, but it wasn't just blogging that helped me out, out of that depression, it was God. Um, I found God in 100 level. I remember going to my friend's room, Adrian again. <laughs> I was going to see her, but she wasn't there. So, but I came back and I took my AB material. I mean, it was hundred level. Remember, I was reading so bad just to make sure that I get that three point five. So I came back and I took my AB material. That's animal environmental biology zoology material. And so I put my plug my earpiece, took my table in my in the hostel room, and I started reading. And all the songs were just playing. But then I remember a song like. Jesus take the wheel started playing. That was probably the first time I was hearing it. And it just said, give Jesus the wheel. Right? Don't try to do everything by yourself. Let Jesus do it. And in my room, with my material on my hand, my earpiece plugged in, I started crying. And I was like, God, take the wheel of my life. I know I'm worrying a lot. I know this. I just really cried. And it was in that moment that I gave my life to Christ. And then I said, going to see if I heard the grace message, went to church the next Sunday, they did altar call and I came out because I didn't feel like what I did in my room was enough body gain material. So pastor needed to put his hand on my head. So I went back out. Even though I knew that it wasn't the coming now that made me born again. It was that day when I said, Jesus, come and take the real. But yeah. Um... <laughs> So I, I found God, and so there was this friend in church, CFI. She's so she's really small, and really smart, and, and and really smart. And she used to every time I go to see her, she's always let's study the Bible or let's pray. And I'm like, what the hell is this? She's so small, and she's in point level, and she's smart, and she's always reading the Bible. And so I started reading the Bible because I want to be like her. 
but then somehow got caught me. And so I remember one time during halls, I think 100 level halls, I got home and I was studying and I was reading just my books and I just started telling God that I was tired of being an angry child and that I wanted to love everybody. I was like, no, no, actually, what I said was, for instance, for my brother, I know the prayer I prayed particularly was, God, I don't like this boy. He's my only sibling. Well, the other ones are step-siblings, but he's my only sibling. But I don't like him. And honestly, I don't want to. But I know that it's the anger and the heart is holding me back, is holding me down. And so, Lord Jesus, I'm asking that you love him through me let me be the vessel let me be the content of love to him but you be the one doing the loving and on me and i prayed and i cried and i said the same thing i want to forgive everybody that ever hurts me i want to forgive my dad as i realized okay i'm just angry with my mom for transfer aggression but everybody that ever hurts me all the guys that ever hurt me as a child i just forgot that i was done holding it i was done allowing it hold me down and I realized somehow that it became it became easier. So when my brother talks, I don't shout back. It's usually he just talks unless then I'm shouting. So I began to somehow just understand to tolerate and be patient and to ignore and that kind of changed our relationship because once once he saw that this baby was not fighting with him anymore, then there was really no need for him to start fighting with her too. Um, is our relationship 100% today? No, I don't know if we ever would be, but it's a lot better because we didn't even have any then, right? But now he could actually come here and talk and just and all that stuff. So, yeah, when I found God, first thing he did for me was he kind of just made me want to drop all the anger. And so, when I be- got depressed in 200 levels as a result of that transfer, I still had to go back to God and tell him, okay, this is it. And so most of the things I was writing on my blog, they were inspirational stuff, trying to inspire and motivate myself and see how I can inspire and motivate people too. Um, and then of course, tech came and every other thing. So yeah, my redefining moments were, first of all, that the near the share came and spoke in Dawson and started with the song, Emancipate Yourself from Mental Slavery. And then finding God, that was what cured me of all the unforgiveness and anger I had as a child. And so when I became depressed, again, in your level, he was able to drag me out because I, he kind of already had a hold on me. And then when I found tech, it just made it seem that, well, whoa, I'm glad medicine wasn't it anymore. And even to today, medicine isn't it. So yeah, um, on first... Once I found God as I read in the Bible, I dived into reading books. God, I consumed books. In fact, the books I consumed in my 200 level, 300 level are more than the ones I've consumed from then till now. I read so many books. Christian books, motivational books. I read Yosemia, T.D. Jakes, Francis Rivers, Kenneth Hagin. I just read John Marshall. I read it a lot and so it just taught me that man <laughs> you have to, everything is in your mind right all the anger people might have hurt you molested you beaten you you might have had a lot of failures like i did at a 2.3 in school 
you might have gone through a lot but those things not define who you are it's what is in your spirit and what is in your mind so what you think of as a man thinketh in his heart so he is i just learned and the minute i dived into digital marketing and i fell in love with it that was it i put everything into it i realized that it doesn't matter what you study right it doesn't matter what what certificate you come out of the university with. it doesn't matter what grade you come out of come out of the university with as far as you take take into action the things or pursue your passion right you'd always discuss this sky is just a starting point so yeah everything is in your mind um lessons i want you guys to take from my story one is god is the alpha and the omega literally he is the beginning and the end um i mean I don't know where would have been without God. I think God has just been playing the back of his sins on my life for since like forever. Because I realized that if I had not gone to, if I had gone to university of Benin, mind you, after I transferred or changed my institution choice, that hundred level, that same year, even even got accredited and they gave me a medicine back. It was just crazy stuff. So my friends that stayed, I were given optometry, were transferred to medicine at the end of the day. But anyway, I just realized I had probably gone to uni, but I probably have not met some of my friends that I probably have not met yet. I probably have not found God. Probably would have been studying medicine and probably would have not been who I am today. So from going to Delphi, to staying in the hostel I stayed, to meeting those particular friends, to getting to CFI, to finding God, to finding blogging and tech, I think all those things were God orchestrated. So yeah, God is always working behind the scenes. Just understand that God is there and He has a plan for you. He has He's gonna take it unexpected. It. And so things might not be making sense, right? When it's happening. But as far as you trust God, it would definitely take you to where you're supposed to be. Right? God is God is it. God is ish. God is God. And and second thing is at the end of the day it's your life. Right, if you keep holding on to anger or hurt or unforgiveness, you're not really dealing with those people. It's yourself you're dealing with. Right? It's you that those things will be put in now. You've got to understand that your life is your life. And you've got to let go and let God again. You've got to take responsibility for your life, take responsibility for your happiness. Don't let anybody, whoever they are, right, be responsible for your happiness. Let your happiness flow from the inside. Let your happiness come from within. Let it be inbound, right? Don't take it. Don't let it come from the outside, right? Um, and yeah. So, thanks. Thank you, everybody, for listening to my story. Um, thank you, Abraham, for the opportunity. My name is Peace Itsimi. Um, and yeah, lead your life. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Lead Your Life series. This is a special edition of Lead Your Life podcast brought to you by SeasonLifeJournal.com.